Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. That was so nice. We hit two different, completely different octaves. Totally. Right? I went for foghorn vibes. And we did the different types of octaves that normally our voices, the opposite of our voices. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We have something very special happening here today where my kitty, Martha, has joined us on the couch. She's usually terrified, living in fear from our podcast. This is We tell you every week, but there are so many reasons why you got to watch the YouTube after you listen. <laughs> You have, after you listen to the audio, you have to look at the YouTube because the things we do <laughs> visually, you're just, you're going to want to see. There's cats. Sometimes we have ice on our heads. Sometimes we're, we make physical gestures that you just can't even imagine, right? You have to see to believe. Yeah. <laughs> so after you tee us up audio, you know, what's that called? Auditorially? Please watch us visually. You have to watch us twice to get all the nuance. Yeah. So nice. You listened yeah. and watched twice. <laughs> Can we say what uh, the other good news is really quick? That Go ahead. Besides, besides Martha being here, which was so nice. We're having, Amy and I are <laughs> She's having... She's already a, gone. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, she, we're having a good luck day. Very good luck because right before we got here to record, Amy and I officially registered as a business entity. The two yeah. of us, 50% <laughs> co-partners yes. of a business entity called... Villa Grigio. Yes, that is our LLC. I guess we're allowed to share that. That's not like... Yeah, they can't look up... Yeah, you can't try to <laughs> fraudulently hack us with just our business name. That's going to be on all the stuff that we you know write forever. Our credit card. Our credit card. And this thing, our banker, his name was Christian. He's one of the <laughs> nicest people in the world. He said we had the best luck of any two business people he's ever met with. He goes, normally this process takes twice as long. And normally you never get um, pre-approved instantly for, you know, certain 
types of business. Um, which... <laughs> well, you said usually that location is crawling with people yes. dealing with the business yeah. uh, advisors. We walked right in, right, got yes. approved for everything, and uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, cooking with gas real soon. This thing is, yeah, uh, this is a home run. We are no longer treating this as just some side project that Amy and I don't give a shit about. <laughs> this is officially real. Christian told us, you guys are so lucky. Um, this never happens like this. And so, yeah, we are officially a business together. It's true. I feel happy about it. I hope it doesn't tear us apart. Well, I think that the huge thing is that we're 50-50. Yeah. If I would have tried to finagle 51. 55 or yeah, or 51%, <laughs> and then there would be bad blood between us. But yeah. we're easily separatable. 50%. We know exactly where that cutoff yeah, is. Yeah, I can always replace you with a different guy. Swap yeah. in. <laughs> 50 percent yeah i was gonna say we have the weinstein brothers contract bob and harvey yeah you, know you I mean? take dimension and i'll take miramax? Uh, miramax right you know dimension started to do really well and harvey got a little jealous of his That's brother scream bob. right yeah yeah he wanted so he wanted uh, uh an inter- enterprise that was just the garbage that bob likes because he wasn't a cinephile like yeah. harvey harvey was a cynist oh yeah you're reading that book right now yeah harvey had the he liked like water for chocolate he liked foreign <laughs> films his favorite film was like Truffaut. okay shit. well i don't know if you've gotten to this what's the book called again well there's there's a bunch of harvey weinstein books <laughs> the best one is hollywood ending by ken okay. aletta he's a new yorker writer okay he wrote the definitive fact-based no bullshit this is the real full verified story book but then i'm also reading down and dirty pictures yeah, Peter i've Vizia. read that one okay um and my favorite detail was that he was obsessed with the movie Kate and Leopold. I haven't gotten to that yet. That is so fun. <laughs> Harvey was? Yeah. He like, it brought him to tears. Yeah. And he said it was a modern classic. It's with uh, Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman. My family also loves that movie. They do? Yeah. Well, so I Harvey loves it. Uh, yeah. Wait, would you say Harvey? <laughs> I mean, I think Harvey, ultimately, he, he was he was right sometimes on the movies and and his personal philosophy he was right a lot of the time i'm just kidding <laughs> no, but he was but he also had really bad taste yeah and he pushed for like shakespeare in love to win the oscar over yeah. saving private ryan he did a bunch of like shady horrible shit to get like oscars for his shitty movies yeah. and he sort of created oscar bait totally single-handedly yeah um and yeah one thing as a person uh, harvey <laughs> that's what i've heard uh one thing harvey can do is get you an oscar yes that's for sure yep Anyway, Down and Dirty Pictures is so amazing, but that has a lot of flourishes to it that can't be verified. Okay. It's, it's, he even says. Well, that's kind like, of older, right? Like, this, yes. that was pre-takedown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but the things that he's talking about about Harvey are already so awful that you can barely oh, imagine totally. that Harvey survived these first round of allegations. Everyone who's ever worked with him hates his guts. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the most ruthless, awful business person. He'll try to, uh, get get every single nickel he can, uh, you know, in any way he can. Use business tactics to just yeah. fully fuck you over. In Isn't every it way. Uh, Peter Jackson? Because didn't Harvey originally own Lord of the Rings? No, he or... wanted Disney. I think this is after when Disney was was owned by Miramax or Miramax yeah. was owned by Disney, but they had like forty nine percent share or whatever. But he begged them, please go get Lord of the Rings. It's yeah. going to be the biggest thing in the world, and they didn't. And New Line Cinema got it, and so okay. he lost. And that's like one of his biggest regrets okay i know wasn't there like a bunch of drama about how that went down and then they developed an orc that looked like him or something yes i think so yeah Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, everybody hates his guts. And I think I told you this off mic, but I keep getting TikToks of Tim Gunn talking oh. about stuff. And I'm watching the new season of Project Runway, which if anyone out there is an like OG Project Runway fan, the season is really good. It's all stars. So it's a bunch of people from, you know, the past 20 years. And I'm highly entertained. Oh, that's great. Um, but I keep watching all these TikToks of Tim Gunn, who always spills the tea. Uh, if you ever get a TikTok of Tim Gunn being interviewed, just watch it because he talks so much shit and it's amazing. But he said he had a massive feud with the Weinsteins, who used to produce Project Runway back in the day. Um, and it turned out that um, the first guy that won, Jay, he was going through his contract with Tim Gunn. And it turned out there was a clause in it that all money he made through his design work for the rest of his life, 15% went to the Weinsteins. Awful. And Tim Gunn was like, you cannot sign that. Like, that's yeah. insane. And so he literally turned down the prize money and didn't take it. And there are all these other examples of stuff that the designers weren't allowed to do once they were off the show. Like, they weren't allowed to reference in their work anything that they made on the show. Like, basically anything created on the show in style or form belonged to the Weinsteins. Wow. Um, and there was all these shitty things that kept people trapped and Tim Gunn fought tooth and nail to get them all reversed. Um, and not only moving forward, but retroactively for the many years the show had already been on. So anyways, long story short, Tim Gunn like went to bat against the Weinsteins and, uh, you know, created an enemy with them, uh, yeah. which I thought was awesome that he yeah, was willing nice. to do that. And it, yeah, it's good that he was like outspoken about that. But I guess everybody can be outspoken about Harvey now. Like you totally. can just tell your worst horror stories. The sad part at the end of Hollywood ending, this is just a quick spoiler, but you know, Harvey's like in jail, uh, obviously, yeah. or in prison or whatever. And he just, he calls his brother Bob and he's like, Bob, we've got to sell the rights to dogma. Because the Weinstein Company still owns Dogma, and I we gotta sell this thing so I can pay my legal fees from the the rights to Dogma. Like the Kevin Smith. Movie. Yeah, it's like the one last. How movie. much is that worth? I don't. He thinks it's like he goes. This thing has never been on streaming before. This thing is going to go up like a rocket if it ever gets on <laughs> streaming services. So he's holding out the rights to Dogma so that he can use it for his legal defense fund. It's like the one property left that Harvey wow. has, and no one will buy it from him. Wow. So dogma is not... Kevin Smith should buy it. <laughs> yeah, he should. But then he'd be giving Harvey Weinstein money. Yeah. Well, maybe he can donate the money to a that would abuse be, fund or something. That's a good idea. Well, yeah. I'm glad we talked about Harvey for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Harvey Scissorhands, right? Yeah. Because he used to... He would just cut 12 minutes off a movie no matter what the length was. He just always thought <laughs> movies should be shorter. Yeah. But that's the least of what he did. He's a real piece of work. I hate that guy, Harvey. <laughs> you know who gets kind of off scot-free is Bob. Yeah. Bob is almost just as evil and horrific as Harvey. He just didn't have any sexual, yeah. you know, abuse allegations against him, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. He really got he really got the spotlight taken off him, but he was he's horrible in that down and dirty pictures book. Yeah. I try and not think too much about uh Quentin Tarantino's uh, blind eye because he knew because he was dating Mira Sorvino right there's a yeah. story in there where yeah. she literally he had to be like 
leave my girl alone. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you can't think too hard about that one, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, that's he's, maybe his like biggest uh, yeah. black mark. He said something about it. He was just like he said something like he just thought that Harvey was sad and pathetic, and whenever he saw him like going after girls, he just thought he was just like this lame loser. Yeah, and that's why he was. He seemed just desperate to him, and he never had firsthand knowledge of this. But if he was dating Mia Servino, she specifically said yeah. that it's kind of and not good. A plus mark for Brad Pitt is that oh, yeah. he threatened to kill him. Oh, I love that. On Brad Gwyneth Paltrow's behalf. Yeah, he always had Harvey's number yeah. the entire time. That was exciting. Anyways. <sighs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to say up front, Amy and I have um, a, a little bit of a time window here today. We normally love to, unlike Harvey Scissorhands, we like to add time <laughs> yeah. to our podcast. But we're going to be down and dirty yes, and do an hour and a half because we have some obligations and... Yeah, I'll take full uh, responsibility. I am traveling next week. I am visiting my sister in New York City. Hopefully I run into Kyle Cook, although I assume he's in the Hamptons. But um, I, you know, we didn't want to deal with doing a remote record. So we're going to do back-to-back action today Mm -hmm. where... Today, we're going to talk about all the shows that aired this week, and then we're going to do a special episode that will not include the episodes that are airing next week because I will be gone, and so you guys will just get a special, you know, not as elongated a version as usual, which we are sorry for, but we're going to make it great for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> and if you start to get mad next week and you're like, why the hell aren't they talking about the shows that we love? Just picture Amy having fun in New York, <laughs> potentially meeting Kyle Cook, Amanda. At the Statue of Liberty. At the, inside the Statue of Liberty at the very top in the crown where they barely yeah. let people go. In the torch. In the torch. Right. But do they let people up on the crown? I'm going to climb her arm out to the torch. That's amazing. Will you take a fo- have someone take a photo at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty of you waving yes. from the torch? Yes. Isn't that an amazing gift we received from the French? <laughs> it's pretty nice. What? You like it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool too. It's huge. You know, do you prefer the Arc de Triomphe? Did we give that as a gift to them? <laughs> I don't know. What oh. have I done? <laughs> but there's a duplicate, a duplicate of the Arc oh. in New York. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I like the Statue of Liberty more. Okay. It's a little more fun. Yeah. It's a huge... What about the... Eiffel Tower. Do I like that? Yeah. I think I like the Statue of... Not to shade (laughs) France, but I think I like the Statue of Liberty more than the Eiffel Tower. I don't think that the French even like the Eiffel Tower. No, they don't. They think it's ugly. I think it's very divided, but most of them don't like it. They think it's an eyesore. Yeah. That happens in Sex and the City. Um, There's two episodes in Paris when Carrie goes to live with the Russian, and he has a daughter who's French. And she's like very cool. And Carrie's like, oh my God, I just got here. I saw the uh, the Eiffel Tower and it has like glittering lights. And his daughter is like smoking a cigarette. And she's like, it's hideous. Oh, oh I, hideous. Oh my God. The French... <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, uh, I hate it too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that's how they feel. For the most part, yeah. French people don't like it. Yeah. But what, I mean, the, hell whatever. Do, what the hell do French people like? <laughs> Freaking wine and cheese. Oh, that's awesome. It's pretty good. Wait, they are awesome. They live right. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, okay, well, is there any topics we wanted to cover up top? I know that there was a, a breaking news story about Tom Sandoval this morning. Yeah, we I just we found out right after we got done solidifying this as a business, my we had a huge alert on our Bravo centric one of our <laughs> devices and it said that Tom Sandoval he competed in that Fox 
show called it's called Special Forces World's Toughest Test, and it's a bunch of celebrities. I guess you'd have to Jojo call them that. Siwa. Jojo Siwa, Nick Vial, Black uh, China, Black China, Tom Sandoval. They compete in a test that, like, I think Special Forces do. Yeah. Like, it's like the training for to be in the Special Forces. They make celebrities like Jojo Siwa go through <laughs> it, and you're not allowed to bring anything because in Special Forces you can't bring chocolate. They strip you down. Yeah, you can't bring candy bars. You can't bring. What else? Cigarettes. You can't bring cigarettes. You can't bring anything. And Tom Sandoval, he thought that he should do this. He brought photos of Raquel to give him strength during this time, they say. That's what Nick Vial said. They've been through hell together. So do you think it was kind of like, this is what I'm doing it for, baby? I mean, I feel like all of our grandpappies in World War II had a picture of their gal in their uh, canteen. No. Our, yeah, no, mine did. His, uh, yeah, his high school sweetheart. Don't you think? Yeah. So you think special forces should be allowed to have one photo of a significant other or a loved one? I think. I think so too. You know what you're fighting for. That's really sweet. And I fully Rachel's changed. Rachel's freedom. Yeah. I changed what I thought about this. They all should have brought a significant one. You would get one little personal item like on Survivor. Yeah. And it's just the one thing you want to bring, and the one thing he brought was something he knew would make him the strongest man in the world, and that was his love for <laughs> Raquel. Yeah. It's actually a beautiful story, right? <laughs> yeah, we've turned right around. I did like in the um, promo, it's a very intense promo, and at one point they flash and Tom has blood on his face. Yeah, what do you think And happened? he says, I want to be punished. Yeah, he wants to be punished. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that was interesting. How do you think he got a bloody nose? I don't know. Do you think he like smacked his face on like a climbing wall? I think it's probably the least like dramatic <laughs> thing you can think of. Like he fell down at the start of a, one of the runs and yeah. he just biffed his nose a little bit. I mean. You don't think it was from kissing Raquel's photo too oh much, do God. you? Oh my God. He was smashing his face into it. <laughs> I mean, I get bringing a photo of a he loved one to his. framed it and then kept like smashing <sighs> his face into the frame until it broke. <laughs> I hope well, like we said, it's beautiful that he brought a photo of her to inspire him and make him stronger. But I hope he wasn't kissing it, kissing it so hard that it busted his nose. That'd be uh, hard to see. Well, maybe I don't really want to watch that full show. No offense to the Fox network, but maybe we get to see exactly how that happened. And that's the one clip we see. Yeah. I never made it around to watching Stars on Mars, but I was intrigued and I just never did. And I'm also intrigued by this upcoming show, but I don't know if I have the strength to make it through. I feel like the stars on Mars chatter died down after like two weeks and no one talked about it. Yeah. Like it was like very Schwartz centric and people were like, this is actually really fun. And then after two weeks or like two or three episodes, I never heard anybody talk about it again. Yeah. Um, our friend Mariana's watching it and oh. she keeps telling me about it and it sounds crazy. Mm. Apparently it's like... They have cycled in new talent that so there are some stars that have been there already for a long time and they've already lost their minds because, you know, the food is rationed. They can't leave that room. Yeah. There's one bathroom. So all the stars that have already been there are like crazed. Yeah. And then they bring in new talent who's like, this will be fun. And everyone else that's there like, is feral. Sucks. Yeah. So they should have had like a Hal 
9,000 or whatever type thing, you know, that yeah. was just like messages from the producer that they could yeah. type in and then the robot or computer interface yeah. would say things like yeah. it was an Android. Andy Richter's like, let me out, let me out. And they're like, we can't do that, Andy. Exactly. Is Andy Richter on it? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Wow. I think he was one of the new recruits. That seemed like it had better talent than World's Toughest Test Special Forces. Yeah. Porsche, yeah. Schwartz, Andy Richter. Um, Lance oh, Lance Armstrong, Armstrong. Yeah. who apparently was saying some problematic stuff in the space station. Do, do you think <laughs> he still does that thing where he get he injects himself with fresh oxygenated blood? Probably. I mean, he can do whatever he wants now, right? Because he's not, you know, un, he's not under the rules. Of... Did you did you read that thing in the New York Times where they said that my old mice injected with young mice's blood <laughs> live nine years longer? Wow. So the secret Wait, to... Wait, just like a transfusion? Yes. Just a regular... So billionaires apparently I think are already doing this. Like okay. Peter Thiel, <laughs> Elon Musk. What's another billionaire? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. The, these people go into these like chambers and they get <laughs> they get fully you, young blood injected into like... I think you have to do it in your ass. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not intravenously. Just like into your body from any point. <laughs> they prefer the ass because it's easier for the huge. It's a huge needle of young blood that goes okay. into it. But anyway, if they if that's true, the secret to what longevity yeah. and aging is just injecting ourselves with youthful blood. Okay. So vampires. What about adrenochrome? What's that? It's like that uh, baby hormone that Hillary Clinton sucks out of babies in the Pizzagate basement. <laughs> She does that? <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Pizzagate was about sucking the life force from babies. I thought it was like... More like trafficking? Yeah. Okay. What'd you, well, what'd you hear? On, well, I've well, heard well, about adrenochrome. Oh, okay. Is that a, Are we on the same QAnon forum? Because <laughs> mine talked about... Maybe there's like uh, different versions. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but... Uh, no, this well, is New York Times. Just so you know, I'm not... This okay. isn't This isn't QAnon. I mean, that sounds good to me. I There is something called a vampire facial... Right. That I have, uh, I haven't gotten that. I've gotten something close to it, but I haven't done the blood part yeah. where um, you get your blood drawn. They, whatever it's called, spin it around until it's the plasma. Oh my god! And then they spread spread your own plasma all over your face and micro needle it into your face. You haven't done that. I've done the micro needling, but not the plasma part. But I would consider it. Okay. I don't think I quite need it yet, but once I do, I will. It's expensive, though. Do you want to do an all-in-one young blood <laughs> yeah. and then vampire facial? I would love that. I mean, imagine what I would look like. Isn't it weird that, like, the thing that almost like any, like, non-scientist, like, like almost like cave like caveman-esque <laughs> idea of, like, young blood <laughs> in my blood would yeah. make me young. That's a yeah. caveman talking. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes and it's sense like, to me. Whoa, wait, <laughs> that actually is possible? I mean, this is in mice, but they do yeah. most tests on mice, you Poor know? Mice. So, it's like, so sad. I think, but I think they just create mice like in labs or whatever, so that it's not an actual my, he mouse have a with soul. a soul. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a cloned mouse with that's, no soul. I mean, that's a big uh, Blade Runner type question there. Are they? Do, do they, they have, have a soul? soul? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do androids dream of electric sheep? Oh my God. The original title <laughs> of the Blade Runner book. Yes. Right? All right. <laughs> well, that was amazing. We said no tangents, but for some reason, there were uh, just a couple. Only 20 minutes. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about what I consider to be 
a horrendous episode of Bravo <laughs> I television. I knew you were going to... This was maybe... We're talking about Roni, right? Yes. Well, how'd you know? Do you think this was the worst of the three? Uh, two was so bad to me. I told, I, I said it. It yeah. was dog shit. I thought it was so slow and boring. <laughs> this was just a continuation of the level of right. quality for me. No merit. And the only actual more negative thing I can say about it is that it really uh, made Bryn look like a complete flop, which yeah. I had hopes that Bryn was going to come and save it. And that's why they were low energy and so boring or whatever. But Bryn, I mean, do you want to get into it? Sure. Okay. Just high level, Bren comes in and she immediately manufactures, I think, the worst drama I've ever seen, like recently in Bravo history, yeah. where she tries to create this wedge between Aaron and Jenna and say that Aaron should treat Jenna, or that, how do you even explain it? Aaron yeah. should treat She thinks Jenna. there's a double standard between Bryn ditching their catch reservation and Jenna going home to sleep in her own house. And she would not let it go, even though no one was accepting it as making any sense. Right. That drama in both cases had blown over. So who cares? Yes. And it's like, well, you weren't here. She actually did make a stink about Jenna leaving, but she apologized and they got over it the same way. You guys got over it. Yeah, I was just going to say, she says, I was I was burned at the stake for what I did. And it was like, no, Aaron forgave you after one sit down. And you guys right. were completely fine. So it was just her coming in and trying to grasp, you know, at a dramatic strand. And no one gave it to her. It was just, she was completely... Everyone under- was so confused. And then she kept trying to come up with a version of, uh, oh my God, there's like a military helicopter outside Do you think it's because right we found the secret to youth? Yeah, they're going to come drop in the special forces. Oh, my God. Jojo Siwa, <laughs> Nick Vial, Sandoval. Tom Sandoval. They're going to kick in my door. Oh, my God. I don't know why I always comment when a helicopter or an alarm or something happens, because when I listen back, the listener can never hear it, yeah. and I've just wasted 30 seconds well, talking about it. But It's okay. <laughs> I think it's good to know that special forces could have potentially come in. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, Bryn was like, it's like... I stepped on your dog's paw versus shooting your dog. And everyone was like, what? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Everybody's just like, I don't understand this at all. She completely lost. Like everyone is just like, move on, Bren. Like yeah. I, I thought it was very bad. I thought it, it showed very bre- bad instincts on Bren's part yeah. to, to try to make a mountain out of a molehill. Totally. Something very dumb. And I also I, thought yeah. the entire, I mean, just to get more granular, just the whole Jenna leaving, like, she was already in her room. Yeah. At the start of the episode, we find out that Jenna didn't really want to party with everyone. Yeah. And that's giving it a lot to say that they were partying. When you yeah. watch that footage, <laughs> it's just like Aaron has her shirt up. She's just dancing by herself. It doesn't look even remotely fun. Did no. it to you? 10.30 p.m. It really was giving they were trying to show that they were having a good time but yes. they even said they went to bed like an hour later yeah it gave they were not having fun at all <laughs> but they wanted to be performative for the camera jenna is getting blasted with music and she was already in her room so she thought she could just go leave go to her place that's pretty close yeah and then come back in the morning and no one would care yeah but then well, i think it was more what i uh my take on it was that they were all pissed that jenna got to not like she didn't have to be there and they all had to be there. But if you go basically your sleeping hours, like if you just consider Jenna in her room and gone yeah. and then she comes 
right when you guys wake up. Yeah. Do you think you should still be <laughs> upset that, that she didn't have to sleep there physically? I mean, I feel like if we're talking about the show, like on one hand, I'm like, yeah, who cares? You guys are there for work. On the other hand, one thing housewives are very sensitive about is if I have to do it, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think in real life, I would be annoyed if someone did that. You would? I'd be like, the whole point is for us to be together. Okay. I, I think because I'm not enjoying Roni, I was sort of <laughs> not giving them the benefit of the doubt about this because I thought Uba saying she was really upset by this. Yeah. By I mean, leaving. they were milking it. Like, you would get over it. You'd just be like, whatever, dude. But it would. I think it would also depend on the history of the person. Yeah. You know, whatever. But um, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, Jenna's just like, it seems like everyone is, you know, with them trying to make her dress differently or like talk about sex or whatever. It's, I feel like it's more that they're like, join us. Yes. Like, be like us. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, Whereas totally. like she has a wall up and is like, I'm a cool over here. Yeah. But so I like that Jenna disobeys the conventions of housewives franchises yeah which is one of the stipulations is that we all stay together and no no one can leave because it affects the dynamic or whatever but from if you just treat jenna like she doesn't know what the hell she's doing and she just <laughs> thinks she can do normal things that she normally would yeah. do i didn't see at all the fervor if yeah. i was just ignoring the conventions of yeah these franchises that that no one leaves on trips i would yeah. just say that they were completely milking this for totally. dramatic purposes yeah and i uh, and I just knowing them and knowing how they act, I just know they wanted to run with this dramatic moment, just like how they're complaining all the time, just like how this is now the third episode in a row where they're playing a sex related game at the table. The two truths. I know. I can't believe it. I it's know. been three episodes in every single episode. They've had to tell a sexual fact about I know. themselves. <laughs> it is shocking. I know. They, they can they they have not had one fun moment yeah it was not a contrived housewife yeah. convention i also like every single um truth and a lie was um sex related which technically isn't necessary you could say i pooped my pants yes i yes uh, yeah i pooped my pants i don't know <laughs> and i pooped my <laughs> what pants are some other it examples been, no no you're right no it could have been fully pooped <laughs> poop your pants but they're all like i did a reverse cowboy cowgirl on a senator sh- a <laughs> a, yeah. and then i did a reverse cowboy on a governor and then and then i, I put a popsicle s- up my, my pussy <laughs> yeah it, it was in i don't even know why they all thought they had to be sexual right i just, think it was like once the first person did it then everyone was just like i guess that's what we're doing and then jenna w- Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. No, but no, no. By no, the time they get ahead. to Jenna, her sexual stories are like, a man fell asleep on top of me. Yes. <laughs> Which is actually kind of funny that her versions were so depressing. It was either that she fell asleep, that someone fell asleep, or what was the third one? It was um, like, um, she didn't I think say I wrote she, it down. She didn't say she had sex in it, like an adventurous place. I forget what her other one was. Yeah. Um Oh, it was sex in a movie theater. Oh, okay. So they all like did that. Like they all made people think where they had sex. Right. Um, I found out the senator's office that... um, (gasps) You did? Yeah. Chuck Grassley's. (gasps) Do you know him? That sounds familiar. Who is that? He's this guy. He's like 89 years old. (laughs) I think he's a Republican senator. Wait, she had sex just in his office, not with him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> He's just, if anybody wants to look up Chuck well, Grassley. Well, she did uh, donate to uh, Stop the Steal. Yes. Did you hear her excuse for that? What was her excuse? She said, God damn it, my credit card got used. She goes, no, she goes, she, first she said, I have vocal family members who are very pro-Israel, and Trump at that time was very pro-Israel, so right after the election, we donated once on behalf of my family, or something, I think uh-huh. she said. And then she goes, and God damn it all, if it doesn't just make your credit card have multiple, like, oh. what's that called? Uh, multiple auto payments, recurring payments? Yeah. But then Didn't you look he get, at, like, sued for that? That um, old people, yes. uh, the way that they set up their payment yes. system was like defrauding. Uh, the, the auto pay button yeah. was not clear at all. It's yeah. one of those things, which it's not on a lot of websites, but I think there's legal yeah. there's legal ramifications now to not making that opt-in. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Automatic. Auto yeah. Uh, yeah autom- so I, yeah, a bunch of people were given recurring payments, but the way her payments were set up, I feel like it was like on... January or no, no no it was like 11 9 11 10 whenever the right. election was I don't even remember it, it wasn't was like, like monthly but also if that's tr- it could be true because I don't I don't fully know if Trump stopped the steal whatever that organization would be so stupid that they wouldn't make auto payments happen daily right like, who knows like, exactly. it could have been the biggest scam in the world totally but whatever I mean definitely scrutiny well that's be interesting that because we brought this up before that that other housewife that got booted her you know drama was around israeli mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. so now i'm like dying to know if you know what that cuz like we said before the drama was with brin but i'm like if aaron's family is super pro israel then like yeah. shit must have gone down yeah or maybe they were in cahoots what do you think Andy thinks about this new revelation yeah, he did not. I don't think he wants anything raining on his Roni parade at all. You know, unfortunately, there's been a ratings update. Uh-oh. <laughs> First episode, the premiere, 700,000. Okay. Not very respectable, but okay. Second episode, 500,000. Uh-huh. The biggest drop in Roni history between episodes. The biggest drop, 25%. Next episode, 425,000. So people are tuning out dropping off like what's that phrase flies <laughs> each week dropping like flies dropping is it yeah dropping like flies so that's not good i mean at a certain point if they stay at the four hundred thousand, i think that's the lowest rated housewives show that's on bravo i'm pretty sure because like is, is Miami, or right now right now okay. is miami on peacock is is miami a peacock exclusive that's the thing I'm, it was and then it got but i think it's regular now okay. that has really low ratings too okay. but i don't know if it's because people go to peacock and they don't watch it on right. bravo or right. whatever but anyway i heard something where it was like those would be drastically yeah, low for housewives do you think franchise. that um now the housewives numbers are so different because probably so many people do watch on peacock because historically it wasn't available anywhere else I th- you know. They must have internal metrics from Peacock. No streaming service has to give any of their metrics away. It's like the golden... Tell me about it. You knew that? Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is so full of shit. Oh, oh, oh. They're fully lying. All those... They're always like, um, a million minutes watched yeah. or like whatever. Oh, oh like... Extraction was the biggest movie ever. <laughs> it, it, The biggest box office contender if you actually counted our minutes watched or whatever. Yeah, they're completely lying. It's, yeah. They're going to have to... Uh, eventually, streaming services are going to have to... Because if this residuals things hap- right. thing happens, they're, they're going to have to... It's going to have to be clear. Yeah, they should have to give their metrics. Yeah. 
They can't it's just public lie. public service. Yeah. So I don't... Publicly kn- traded. Right. Totally. Um, so I don't know if Peacock uh, fucks up numbers, but we know from Vanderpump Rules that live numbers are still right. very... Important. Important yeah. because Vanderpump Rules fucking killed totally. on, on numbers. Yeah. What was it? Like 10 million or something? Yeah. Like yeah. crazy? Highest watched... I forget what it was. Highest watched Bravo show like in 10 years or something, you know, back when numbers. Yeah, no one watches regular TV anymore. Yeah. But that was like event television where you had to watch it at nine o'clock or whatever. Whereas Housewives, I'm like, eh, I'll watch it the next day or whatever. So that sort of bleeds into a little bit of news I wanted to tell you that I just told you off mic. But so Ultimate Girls Trip, they have two seasons in the can. The first season that was supposed to come out was the Morocco trip and it had Alex McCord, Mm -hmm. Caroline Manzo, um brandy yeah glanville i think i I forget who else but it was like ex-wives club again i almost think dorinda went on it too okay um but anyway yeah huh yeah yes yes (laughs) and then they filmed ultimate girl strip roni legacy just recently yeah um so that was going to come out way later but they just switched the order so roni legacy is going to come out first and then morocco is going to come out later and people are wondering if it's First of all, that Crappy Lake is doing so well. It's like the second most watched, I think, Bravo Peacock exclusive show or whatever. Or if they're also trying to say like, guess what? The original Roni cast is coming back sooner than you think because the Roni ratings for the new cast are completely tanking. Like, I don't know, but there must be some justification for why you would. Yeah. Do you think there's any part of it that is the drama between Carolyn, Caroline and uh, Brandy? It's very possible that the footage from season four, what would have been season four, was so compromised from this, you know, it's a legitimate sexual, what is that, assault <laughs> allegation? I yeah. Mean, she, yeah. What did she do? She like grabbed her? I think, yeah, I think what I would assume is that Brandy drunkenly was assuming that she could have one of those moments, like, I don't know if you watch Ultimate Girl Strip season two, where she's yeah. like giving lap dances to people, kissing people, like really being flirtatious yeah. and and wild that's what brandy likes to do when she's drunk yeah. i feel like she pulled a moment like that with caroline manzo who does not at all yeah you know want that which is fully reasonable right. i think brandy just went too far i mean yeah it's like one of those things where i am you know i think sloppy behavior is funny like crappy like they're pretty you know just outrageous and whatever and i think it's fun to watch but with brandy it's like so dark like has a dark cast over it like yeah. where you're just like are you okay yeah like when she slapped lisa that was terrible oh. i feel like we've talked about that like 30 times we're <laughs> always like unbelievable it, i mean it was a shocking moment I and mean, her throwing wine on uh eileen yeah that was bad too she has something we're just like read the room you can act that way with certain people in certain ways but she has no ability to yeah. judge whether it's gonna be so taken so poorly i felt so bad for eileen i know too. she literally cried yeah it was so sad who else was there was it lisa um Rina? was yolanda there oh maybe it was yolanda and yolanda was like are you kidding me <laughs> yolanda was like i like to have fun but i don't play games yes do you remember yes <laughs> okay well okay, anyways um <laughs> Also, did you know that there's a third Hadid sister? What? Uh, I just saw a paparazzi or like a, a group photo of the sisters. The third Hadid, I forget her name. She just turned 40. Oh, so old. The so oldest? she must be from a previous. Oh. She's not a Yolanda. Oh, okay. Birthed, no, I never. But 
Oh, wow. She looks like them. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that at all. Didn't know. That's kind of fun. I wonder if that, if we watched the show carefully, we would know that. At, at like one of Muhammad's birthdays? Yeah. I'm sure we saw that daughter. You're right. You think Muhammad's okay? <laughs> I'm sure he's just fine. I want to go to that secret room that he had. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you think The we'll... like fuck bedroom? Yeah. Do you think we'll ever get invited <laughs> to a Muhammad party? I would love to, with like a camel out front. I would love that so much. I would immediately go into that bedroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just go right through the front door immediately be, you know, make him show me where the Moroccan room was yeah. and then go through that secret tapestry. Me too. Yeah. I would say, I would say, do you, can you excuse me for one second? I need to use your <laughs> toilet. Yeah. And then while he's not looking, he's assuming that I'm going to the bathroom. I'd start punching the walls and pulling out the, the books that lead to that secret <laughs> yeah. entrance. It's reminding me of, I just uh, rewatched in honor of Pee Wee, uh, Pee Wee's big adventure. Oh, nice. And, um, there's like a, are you familiar? I didn't want to say it, but I've never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You got to watch it. I will. Uh, I wish I'd told you like two days ago because you could have watched it free on my uh, Apple account because I rented it. Oh, that's it's sweet. Unavailable for streaming. But um, anyways, he's looking for his bike that gets stolen and he goes to a fortune teller who is just making shit up and she says that his bike is at the Alamo and he's like, wow. And she's like, in the basement and so he finds his way to the alamo and he's like where's the basement and now it's like a thing apparently the alamo posted after he died that like every single day people ask where wow. the basement is that's so fun. i went to the alamo you did i didn't know that ultimately look boring that's where as fuck ch- huh look boring as fuck what the alamo you were excited about it the alamo sorry texans <laughs> wait no i think it looks cool wait did it look dumb in the movie does he go to the alamo i just what what is there to look at? You go in there and you reenact the last stand. Everyone died. <laughs> okay. We were trying you have to, to drop to the ground. Yeah. No. Yeah. They come in. the The people who run the Alamo they pretend like they're killing you, and you go on the ground. You'd be dead for. A Are little there bit. mannequins in there? Yes. Dead. Yeah. From the they wear a bunch of the clothes from the people that got massacred. But there. you thought it was fun. I loved it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna go right now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, just okay. to get back to Roni, did yeah, yeah, you yeah. do you agree with me? I feel like I don't want to force my goddamn opinion on you. Did you think this was a stinker like I did? <laughs> no, it was boring. I think they're putting way too many eggs in the basket of this trip. Bro. There's nothing to do. They just keep going out to eat or like oh. eating at the house. And I'm like, how long do we have to be here? <laughs> right? It's like we're there with them <laughs> in real time. The yeah. entire time. The workout was so boring. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, that was like boring. Then they're trying to make a big deal about the shakshuka. And everyone keeps making jokes about not knowing how to say shakshuka. Oh and I'm like, God. you bitches have been to brunch enough times. You know what that is. Okay, yeah, stop it. For sure. Oh, oh, the lamest thing ever was when they started to get mad at Jenna that they couldn't make <laughs> shakshuka because she was gone. Like they had to abide by Jenna's rules. <laughs> right. And they couldn't change anything she's like you guys are adults yeah Do whatever the fuck. make breakfast you, if you want breakfast that, you freak that to me was so lame that yeah they just they were trying to blame that on her too like right. they couldn't make breakfast without her they're just they have no fun streak and they're not friends yeah and, and they're too worried the about complaints everything. aren't like fun in no. the way that ramona being a psycho and complaining is no. it's just like jessel being like it's cold i no. can't connect to the wi-fi i'm like i don't care and then um Uba was being extra with the trainers, you know, that she was horny for the trainer, which like fine, whatever. And then when Bryn arrives, she's wearing like a sweatsuit and a baseball cap and a uh, fur coat. And Uba said, Bryn showed up in the Hamptons like a pimp. She said, that is not the Hamptons. That is Mississippi down in the river. And I was like, what? 
Yeah. Like in Mississippi, they wear fur coats. I mean, I thought it, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Mississippi down in the river. <laughs> I have no clue what she was talking about. I kind of liked the look of a sweatsuit with a fur coat. I thought it was sort of, I don't know, giving like mob wife woken up in the middle of the night by the feds. Okay. Kind of liked it. That's cool. Okay. Like if um, <laughs> Carmela had been awoken at yeah. a certain point and she put on that fur coat that Tony bought her that one time. Yeah. And remember they had all those like the built-ins in their house had yeah. like guns yeah. in them. That was cool. Yeah. In the first episode in the pilot, they show Carmela Meadows sneaking in and Carmela thinks it's like an FBI raid or it's like a rival uh-huh. gang or whatever. Okay. And she brings a AK-47 out and points it at Meadow. And then that never, nothing <laughs> oh. like that ever happens again. It right. was fully just for the pilot, to yeah, spice of the pilot. Carmelo, Carmelo would never do that. No. Hold an AK-47 <laughs> and point it at Meadow. No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and then when they all get dressed to go out, they're all super overdressed. It's and like they're all wearing dumb. khaki. Yeah. So they didn't know what khaki was and could not... <laughs> make which i don't care about outfits ever but yeah. they couldn't coordinate and do this for her party for jenna's party yeah and then it's like they realized that khaki was cool because jenna talked about it and they all <laughs> bought a bunch of khaki yeah like stuff. all four of them were wearing it and then uba was like in the hamptons you bring it which like isn't true like i'm like what are you guys misunderstanding about again i feel like i keep being the rich person interpreter which i am not um in that lifestyle but i've watched so many things about people living that way like andy cohen is wearing like sweat shorts and flip-flops yeah. in the hamptons oh, like yeah. jenna lyons like is correct like yes. that's where the rich go to relax when they go out to lunch everyone in the restaurant's wearing a hoodie yes i know I'm like what are you talking about it's yes. just making them look like losers yeah they do look like losers <laughs> did you think it was weird like kind of like a weird teen movie when they all try to make jenna look hot like yes. when they brought her into the room and they were yeah. like, put I'm on this. they didn't make her take her glasses take off. Take off your glasses. <laughs> put your hair down. Yeah. And Jenna does that. They go to, I thought that was weird. It was Jenna weird. Jenna doesn't need to dress. She's literally a fashion icon. Right. Like I, everyone around the world knows her for what she wears specifically. I That's the only reason you know who she is is because yeah. of what she wears. They're being so weird and conflicted around Jenna. I don't get it. They want to either no- make fun of her like she's an easy target and call her like a grandma. <laughs> Granny, yeah. But they also have so much reverence for her and like don't want to upset her. It's like they're treating her yeah. very weirdly. I think that it's because she doesn't really want to play along. And so her being casually dressed is a little bit of a wall. Like because they're all part of how they're having fun together uh-huh. is like dressing up and she's like, I don't need to do that. I'm going to wear this. And then when they talk about like sex and like Dick, she's like, I'm gay. It's not really like that. I'll be over here. Right. And you know, I'm going to be in my house over here. Like yes. she's just kind of like every category of her life is separate yes. from how they're operating. So right. I think they're just like, can you do anything together with us? Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes. But I feel like, I think we said it last week, but I just feel like they are all so trained on, on like housewives yeah. conventions and Jenna is not abiding by those rules. Yeah. And I just wish all of them didn't abide by any rules. I wish Uba would have said, I'm leaving too. This yeah. house sucks. I'm really cold. Yeah. And then they actually have to fight about something that's actually stems from how they feel. Right. Everything they're fighting about now is what I they feel like they should be fighting about as part of a housewife's cast member. You know, right. the rules of a cast member. I yeah. like that Jenna is doing weird stuff that they think is weird. You know, that we need yeah. more of that. Totally. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, even I'm getting the vibe almost like Jessel is kind of, I don't know. I almost feel like after their conversation about the lingerie again this time I'm like maybe Jessel's weird too like maybe the lingerie thing wasn't for the show maybe she's just like weird yeah so it was confirmed that that was a Jenna <laughs> gift which okay. remember we were like kind of speculating yeah. is that like a production yeah, element yeah. or whatever but it legitimately was from a designer that Jenna knows right so that thing was so being it, like, lambasted right <laughs> so yeah and then Jessel's apology she clearly still does not understand why anyone would take offense to that yeah. so that does have there is some merit to Jessel being very she was weird like I see your point she was like I'd be happy to exchange it for something that's more my style <laughs> and I'm like right. that's not on the table right it's not like a gift receipt situation it's a gift yeah. um and then she tried to be funny and was like you would think I kidnapped the pope and held him hostage and I was like stop stop right there don't try and be funny it's not working for you yeah um yeah that was that was a lame uh analogy or whatever but yeah she thought that she was being funny but she wasn't and then um in the preview for next week the meet the first look is her fighting with her husband yeah so i'm like they're going down yeah they um uh yeah they they want jessel for that they know yeah (laughs) they know when a marriage is (laughs) on its last legs i think and so they're definitely utilizing jessel for that i don't know if it's going to be enough to bring this franchise up in quality. Uh, I will say I'll give credit where credit's due. Aaron at that lunch saying right to Bryn's face that I like Jenna more than you, I thought was brave and yeah. powerful. Yeah. That was like not, I wouldn't <laughs> think that they would have the, you know, the bravery to say that to another cast member, but she just said straight up, I like Jenna more than you, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. She was like, what do you want me to tell you? Sorry. I guess I like Jenna more than you. I was like, damn. All right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Also, Aaron ordered a Bloody Mary with tequila, which I guess sometimes that's called a Bloody Maria, right? Have you heard of that? Is it? I think I would prefer a Bloody Mary with that's tequila That's what I'm saying. I think that's going to be my new thing. Yeah. It, it, sound good. it sounds like tequila would blend a little better with the ingredients in um, a Bloody Mary than... Because I hate, hate vodka. I think we've yeah, talked about me this. Too. Let's yeah. get a Bloody Mary with tequila when we go to Vegas. Yeah. Or whatever I'm the down. hell next we do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I wrote that down specifically so that I would order that in the future. Um, and let's see. <sighs> yeah. I mean, just... uh, I mean, really not much. Like... Like I said, Bryn dropped like so much in my estimation based off what she tried to bring to this episode in terms yeah. of fake drama. I couldn't believe it. I thought the flirting with Aaron's husband on the phone was so performative. She's like, yeah. Abe the babe, is that Abe? Oh my God, let me talk to him. Oh my God, he's so cute. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, it, yeah. it, it, sound, it was She so was annoying. flashing her titties at the table. Yeah. It's just like, all right, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I um, mean, it, and... Yeah, it's like I thought that she could have possibly been the saving grace. Now I'm firmly in the camp that Jenna is by far the best cast member. But even her on like old Roni, if like she was added to that cast, she'd be the least entertaining on old Roni, even though she's the best cast member on new Roni. That's a really bad sign. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Did you think that Bryn was being performative um, when she was struggling to open the fridge? Yeah, um, I was almost going to say the answer is yes, just <laughs> before you even said it. And yes, she tried Siri and Alexa three or four times because she couldn't open well, it. The I thing thought- was, she I understand being confused um, the first time, but then she pushed 
to open. Like yeah. it was like a click sock, like yeah. whatever that's called. And, but then when she went back to the fridge, she yet again, couldn't figure it out. And I was like, but you already opened it yeah. before. Yeah. That was not good. <laughs> Everything that they think they're giving off, like the petty, silly, funny, I don't know, chaotic, all of those notes are just hitting wrong. In yeah. my opinion, they're just, they, they're, this just cast is not gelling and, there is not one moment, like I said at the start, that I saw them actually having fun, real fun, together, right? Yeah. I mean, they yeah. have not done, like, they just don't know each other very well. Right. Did you like the Psy um, opening up bit? I, I did, just to know a little bit more about Psy. Psy, so far, I, I haven't really, like, I don't dislike her, I don't love her, but I did like her observation that only rich people like the dollar store. Yeah. That's like... That is an interesting observation to I me. I thought of uh, Bethany because on TikTok, she loves going to the Dollar Tree and just buying hundreds yeah. of dollars of stuff there. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that if like that was your store that you regularly ha- regularly had to go to to buy stuff that you wouldn't like it once you you know right. got wealthy. So I thought that was like interesting. And Jenna and Aaron seemed to like really listen to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like knowing more about her, but that's I mean, not... It was interesting. Like I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's a cool story. But everyone was acting like she was raised in like utter squalor yeah they were giving her too much reverence i was like i mean a lot of people like grow up that way you know like that's cool that she worked her way up but yeah i mean they were all like where do you get your strength yes it's like i mean it didn't sound that bad right and i also wish it wasn't (laughs) like an info dump where we just had to listen to a story for five minutes i wish that would have been more organic organic and we would have heard bits and pieces of that story as we got to know her instead of just like here's my whole story listen to it now because there wasn't enough fun moments of the episode to justify that being the only entertaining aspect of the episode. Cause I do like to get to know them, yeah. but the whole episode was just so boring and bad that that's not going to be the saving grace yeah. of this episode. That would have been good if, um, I feel like usually that person would have gotten lunch with another housewife that they didn't know very well. And that's how they forged a connection because she, in the confessional, they would be like, so I really opened up to me at lunch about her yes. upbringing and it made me feel close to her, but this, it was just for everybody. So it was like, whatever. Yeah. Bryn tried to take a little piece of it too. Yeah. She like kind of interrupted. She was like, I was poor said, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also had a birth story. Um, yeah. So ultimately you thought this was boring, right? Yeah. Um, it looks like next week, um, Jessel calls Cy and Aaron cackling hags, which I'm interested in. Yeah. Do you think that's sort of like, um, like a, maybe a translation from like a British expression? Like you call people hags? She's gonna be like, I was trying to be funny. Yeah. And they're going to be like mad about it. It's gonna be boring. Yeah. That sounds boring. (laughs) Oh man. And in the trailer, when Uba says, when Uba says that thing, like in the trailer to promote the season, they had Uba going, Man, you you don't think you think you know Jessel, but then she'll say something that will just completely blow your mind. They were like saving that Jessel moment, and then for it ultimately just to be this stupid popsicle story yeah. that was like that was the equivalent yeah. of oh Jessel Jessel's so crazy. It's like that flopped so hard. Yeah, yeah. So what do you what do you think? Like, do you think if the ratings <laughs> what continue, are they gonna do? I mean, I think that I think Andy has to do a full blown Mia culpa, <laughs> and at the end and say, hey, we are. Uh, integrating new Roni with old Roni. Yeah. And we're seeing survival of the fittest who makes it. Obviously the old Roni will kick the new Roni to the curb completely, but maybe Jenna stays. Maybe Uba stays. I no longer want Bren to stay. Oh, wow. She blew it. <laughs> she blew it. Don't you think she blew it? I mean, she, she yeah. every instinct she had to be 
a fun organic cast member. I feel like she blew it in this episode. She's, uh, I thought. Yeah, it's so complicated of how to move forward. I'm stressed out on Andy's behalf. I think, yeah, I mean, he's fully responsible for this. He claimed credit for this, and now the ratings are bad. Everyone loves Crappy Lake. They're pushing Roni Legacy up. It's like the world wants old <laughs> Roni back in such a way. And the only favorable, like, people saying positive stuff about this are like those payola bravo <laughs> twitter accounts yeah like no one is being actually positive if you look at the comments there will be like five that are pinned that are like this is the best <laughs> show i've ever seen reboot every franchise and then when you look in the comments more yeah. it'll be like this sucks so bad <laughs> there are, so i'm trying to think i listened to a few other podcasts not bravo ones but it come you know roni comes up and i feel like certain people are engaged with it like I was listening to one where they were saying, you know, it's such classic housewives that, um, you know, to be like complaining at the house or whatever. And I'm like, but yeah, there's a difference between trying to recreate what we know to be the yes. housewives standard yes. and for it to just hit the way yes. it organically does. They're, they're like the example I always use is there's such a difference between Luann complaining about being in the fish room yeah. at Dorinda's house. There's so much earned yes. investment in that complaining because we know Luann hates it. We've been there before. Yeah. We know why Luann would hate it because she's like classy and she doesn't want to stay yeah. there or whatever. It's like, it's so fun that the rare occasions they complain because we know them so well. It's right. way too early for them to be treating Aaron like this right. for these petty complaints. So that was a full flop strategy in my totally. opinion. I don't, I, I don't even assume associate complaining as one of the top 10 attributes of a housewives franchise of what makes no. it good. I never have associated complaining with that. No. Um, yeah. It's specifically usually just like Sonia and Ramona running to their room and being annoying, but yes. that's them specific. Um, at the, on watch what happens after this episode, um, it, it ties into Atlanta as well. It was Cy and Kenya. It was pretty good. Um, Sai says, you know, that Jessel was being a brat about the lingerie. And Andy was like, well, did you think it looked good? And she was like, it didn't look the greatest. Oh, and okay. I was like, LOL, that yeah. she couldn't even pretend that it looked good. But, um, and then Kenya was like, maybe Aaron has a septic system and that's why she can only have one ply. <laughs> but, but we didn't hear that Aaron only had one I ply. I know. Why? It wasn't like established. Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they had Kenya do shade towards the following people. Marlo, Ramona, Sandoval, Kim Zolciak, and Vicky. To Marlo, she says, you'll never be that girl. To Ramona, she says, we don't miss you. That's awful. <laughs> to oh. Sandoval, she said, you're a narcissist and you're going to have a lightly attended funeral I, unless I, you get your stuff together. I saw that. Very, <laughs> very harsh. Kim Z go to rehab yeah vicky we don't miss you that's awful two of my favorite housewives she said we don't miss you Sai was like freaking out and andy was like you're sitting next to a master yeah. oh yeah that was great yeah that <laughs> um, was fun. and then there was some stuff about ramona being rude to Sai, and then andy was like have you heard from ramona since and she was like no and he was like well i have yeah and he revealed that there were some text messages and well, it looked like Sai had was drudging up drama where there wasn't any. That Ramona and her had had a nice conversation right. and it had ended normally. So I think Sai manufactured that Ramona was rude to like justify that because it it wasn't clear how Ramona 
I know it was confusing. Uh, yeah. It ended oddly. Yes. Um, and then the biggest thing was that Kenya revealed that she auditioned for Kill Bill. I know. <laughs> I know. Do you believe? That would have been awesome. It was implied that it was the Vivica A. Fox role. Andy implied that. Yeah. Which I guess that's who it would be. I guess. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think um, I like Vivica A. Fox in that role. I think, I, yeah, I don't think Kenya could. I mean, Kenya is amazing, but I'm, I think I like the casting choice. If I remember made. correctly, um, that character lives in, is it Carson or Gardena? Gardena? I, it's possible. It's I'm not like, sure, but I, I remember when the bride pulls up to her house and they have that amazing fight. Like, yes. That's her like one major scene. Everyone right? was always saying that they were going to make like a spinoff oh, of, of, of that character uh, or something. But yeah, I think that bridge has, or what has sailed? That Ship has bridge sailed. has fallen into the water and has set <laughs> that sail. That bridge has closed. I don't really like, I mean, not to go on a tangent, but I, I rewatched Kill Bill. I don't really like it that much. I like Kill Bill 2. Yeah, I like Kill Bill 2 more than Kill Bill 1, but overall, I just was like, I don't know. I like later era Tarantino more than I like the the three first movies he made. Well, I love Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's my favorite. Yeah, Jackie Brown's amazing. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. All right. Do you want to talk about, like... You know we're we're on the we're putting our foot on the gas. Do you want to talk yeah. about OC or Atlanta yeah. first? OC. What do you think? Let's do OC. Okay. Uh, well, I actually I thought. Oh man, I actually loved. Well, no, no, no. I loved Atlanta more. So you want to okay. end on a high, which did you love more? And we'll balance it out. <sighs> Gosh. Did you love well, OC? Um, I thought it was okay. Okay, I thought it was okay too. <laughs> did you love Atlanta, or you thought it was okay? I have to remind myself what happened. I'm like Atlanta looking has, through my notes. Atlanta has sound bath. Atlanta oh, yes, has yes, those yes. Portuguese dancers that yeah, come in. The pilgrims. It had pilgrims. <laughs> it had very good dramatic moments between Drew and Marlo and Kenya oh, and right. Courtney. Did you notice that the episode is called Sex, Lies, and Video Phones? Yes. Soderbergh reference. I love it. Let's just talk about Atlanta <laughs> okay. and then end with OC. Okay. Well, first off, I'll just say, I'll take the, you know, I'll just say it first. I thought this... Atlanta episode was very good and fun. After a few boring yeah. episodes, I I liked, this was the perfect balance of some conflict and resolution that I love. Yeah. I felt like they finally had fun in Portugal yeah. together. And there was kind of good use of the friend ofs. Yes. Like they were stirring the pot. Yes. You know? Yes, totally. Um, I just wrote down, uh, 
did uh, Kenya call uh, Marlo because she obviously hurt herself again? She said that Mudlin Marlo, the witch doctor, put a curse on her. Yes, that was so funny. <laughs> I love Marlo and Kenya's rivalry. I just, I, because they're both so funny and they're both yeah. so powerful on the show that I love that there's just this huge feud and they don't even, like, it's just always simmering. They, yeah. like, it, it never comes to a head. It will when they get <laughs> I fights, feel like but... that's true for Marlo for like everybody yes. where she's just willing to throw their relationship into the toilet at yeah. any given time <laughs> yeah do you think does marlo give you the same ethos that nini brought in a way yeah i mean i think she's really funny you know she's like great for quotables i don't think anyone can outgoat nini right. in my opinion but I do like Marlo. Yeah, me too i just i think that there is a similar like humor level like, yeah i'd say marlo is like nine out of ten yeah. One of the funniest cast members of all time. And I do like that for the most part, she doesn't give a shit what she says about anyone, which is kind of like yeah. Nini's MO. I want to uh, spoil a funny thing she says later in the episode about um, Drew and Ralph. She goes, if you had the seven year itch, why are you still scratching? Yeah, I love I it. It's like, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so this, well, just to go through this episode. So finally, after two horrible days in Portugal rainy Kenya falls and slips yeah. I feel like finally Kenya came back Candy's gone and they had the activities were actually fun yeah that they booked it was a sound bath which I yeah. loved the editing of the sound bath yeah. I thought it was really fun I mean they've done this trope a lot where they go <laughs> yes. uh, like sort of acid yeah like what is that like an acid effect like yeah. they're like tripping balls yeah. or whatever but I loved that they included what they were thinking in the sound bath. Yeah. And it was like, Sheree is thinking that she's a grand, I mean, you know, loving her grandchild. Yeah. Drew's thinking about all the horrible <laughs> Ralph stuff yeah. that's happening. Kenya is just thinking about Brooklyn. Yeah. And then Marlo has the Scott Lee thing where yeah. she's like, I just can't wait to kiss Scott Lee. I just thought that was so fun. And it, it really felt like the sound bath impacted them. It didn't feel like they were faking their reaction to it. I felt yeah. like they actually felt unburdened after yeah it. did you feel that way it's i feel like that happens a lot where the housewives cry after their uh spiritual uh service they've gotten yes um but i thought it was funny that they went all the way to portugal to get a sound bath which they certainly could get in atlanta totally like we can get one down the street right yes. now and no one in the history i'll say it of housewives has ever explained why they're on a trip more than Sheree yeah. about this Portugal trip. Healing. She keeps calling it a healing trip that this this is going to heal her fibroids or whatever. Right. And she says it any time she's asked about it. Like they've never had to justify a trip more. I don't know yeah. why. I, I know. know why Sheree feels like she has to talk about why she's doing this right. as much. Yeah. Did you like when uh, Kenya, they asked what her diagnosis was at the hospital and she said they diagnosed her with trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was great. I mean, this, this just the, the through line of conflict this episode is that Drew was recorded. She yes. says like secretly recorded yes. by everyone in the hotel room when Candy accused Drew of kissing LaToya and then yeah. like Sheree very pointedly says, you're on a reality show. Assume you're being filmed all the time. Yeah. I mean, in her confessional, she says, you're yeah. on a reality show. You're really concerned about being filmed. Yeah. And we know that when producers are not there, they encourage them to break out their phones and record any drama. Yeah. So Drew doesn't have a leg to stand on no. with this complaint at all. Yeah. Isn't, don't they show at the beginning of the episode that Candy called Cynthia yes. to confirm? Yes. And, yeah. and uh, Shamia. Yeah. Yeah, right? 
Um, she called everyone, and, and it was like eight eight people confirmed. And then Marlo sent the video she took to Latoya. Yes, and said, "Look how Drew talks about <laughs> she's you. She's lying behind. on you. Yeah, she's lying on you." <laughs> and then Latoya sent that to Drew. Yeah, directly to Drew, and then that's how Drew Close found the out. Circle. But when you look at the footage, Marlo's phone is just like up on a stand filming them. It'd be like it's yeah. like exactly like this for YouTube. Also. Oh, I forget what I was going to say, but like, yeah, she wasn't, she was very transparent about it. You right. got to know you're being filmed. Yeah. This. The real question is why Drew feels like she has to lie so much about this. Right. I mean, she's clearly lying. <laughs> she, she's lying. I mean, we can just officially say. Also, did you feel like, so she uh, sent her a text that was very much giving Vanderpump rules where it was like checking in one more time to be clear. Did we, or did we not kiss? And she's like, no. no. <laughs> Just a no. Not anything fun. Just no. And then Marlo is full conspiracy minded. She's like, she probably sent a cash app, you know, cash app payment to her. She goes, that's okay. Latoya is a hustler. Get that money. I don't care at all. Like that was, I thought that was really fun. And then what I thought was very interesting was that when Drew has to justify to Sheree why Candy is lying about uh-huh. this thing, because Candy is presumably Drew's friend at this point. Yeah. So Drew is trying to, to, uh, make an excuse for why Candy, her friend, would lie about her kissing a girl. And she's like, I think it's because I'm going to be in this movie. And so she's sort of prepping, <laughs> prepping. me for the role in this movie. It, it's like the worst lie I've yeah, ever heard. Make any sense. The worst rationale for why your friend is telling the truth about you. Yeah. But yeah. It, that was wild to Made see. Made no sense. Oh, also, I wanted to say I was on the 110 North yesterday and I saw a billboard for. Um, Eva's show with Bolo. It's called All the King's Men. Oh my God. It's on BET. First of all, I was going to say, I love the 110 North. That's my favorite freeway. <laughs> okay. Do you love the 110? Well, I was at that part uh, downtown trying to get to the 101, which is the worst part. Oh, I love you the, like the old Arroyo, school. The, it's <laughs> the, you <laughs> love a thrill then. Terrifying getting on and off. Now that I'm used to those and I know I just don't move until it's a free, clear lane. Now yep. that I'm used to it, I love zipping up the 110. It's, it's not beautiful. built for modern times, but nope. it's nice. It's, it's, it's like horse and buggy days. Totally. But anyway... <laughs> Bolo, Eva, all the kings, men. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Is it just them two on the billboard? Uh, there's another man. It's like her flanked by men. Eva, Bolo, someone else. <laughs> yeah. And they're the stars of this I show? Guess. Holy shit. We need to look into that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> did you? were you okay on the 110? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I tried to snap a pic, but it was a digital billboard and it changed before I had a chance. Okay. Well, so, that was fun. Yes. Um. Okay, I also liked when they were in the yurt and they were or whatever and talking about what they saw during the sound bath. Um, Drew was like, I felt like my family was waiting for me. And Marlo goes, Drew, Ralph is not waiting for you. He is in Vegas on the strip. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then um, also Drew reveals when they ask if they're still in couples counseling. Oh yeah, and they they show those flashbacks of their couples oh counseling. God. It was I like forget when she accused Ralph. him of maniac tendencies. Yes, and he goes he goes you don't even know what the definition of maniac is. That's like the one word everyone knows. Maniac. The yeah, she called him maniac. And those scenes were like I don't even remember how horrible their no, relationship that, was. I remember I was kind of cold on Atlanta at that time. Like yeah. I was like eh, and that relationship was like the one thing I was interested in. Yeah. I um yeah that that was very interesting and and him quitting couples counseling I mean Drew it, I I think if Drew could start to be honest she is so 
um, hesitant to look bad on camera. She has such yeah. a, what's that called? She doesn't want to look bad on camera. Yeah. If she could just let her guard down and let these flops accrue, she'd be so much more, you know, relatable. Like yeah. She, she has a lot going for her. And, but it's just, it's her self-awareness that makes her so, or her un, you know, non-self-awareness that makes her so like embarrassing. Right. She never wants to look bad. Yeah. So she like know. doesn't have what it takes to keep a fake, like a facade. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> She's not sneaky enough. Right. Um, right. I liked when it showed the footage of them doing uh, counseling in previous seasons, it was clearly like mid peak COVID. So they're wearing those shields. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. They're outside. They're outdoors wearing shields, which I feel like specifically Atlanta, for some reason, they were always wearing the shield yeah. versus like a mask. Yeah. Like, didn't they have to wear shields to like, what wedding was it? Was it Cynthia's wedding? Because Cynthia, remember, had a wedding, yeah. a massive wedding at peak I COVID. I think it's possible. Did you ever wear a shield? <laughs> No. I never did. I always just wear a mask. Yeah, me too. Because I, I think the shields are worthless. But maybe it's for camera. They were just like, we want to see those mouths moving right. when you're talking to someone. I mean, yeah, masks are not good for camera. Um, but shields don't seem to be, I don't, I mean, are they as protective as masks? <laughs> okay, Fauci. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else about Atlanta besides I thought overall this was a fun, vibrant um, episode where everyone was... I liked the conflict. I thought it was real. Drew was trying to spread this lie. I was kind of obsessed with, um, uh, was it Moneta that was like, I was witnessing a collusion. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they were all going in on like the definition of collusion and colluding. Yes. And uh, I thought that was a funny uh, drama. Yeah, I thought that was great too. I also liked when Moneta started rapping and oh it was, I will say, legitimately a very bad <laughs> rap and Sheree goes, that was wiggity wiggity whack. I yeah. thought Sheree was killing it in the confessionals yeah, this episode. I wrote that down too. Um, <laughs> Sheree ordered a porn star martini. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. And I was obsessed with when Kenya tried to steal Sonya's cocktail. Yeah. She literally hid it behind like a different drink and was trying to be like, they brought two. Like I'll, I'll, I'll speak up in Kenya's defense. I think she legitimately didn't know that Marlo ordered that for Sonya. Uh -huh. And so she just thought she could be the recipient of a bonus. I think she drink. didn't like her cocktail and she wanted to keep it for herself. Yeah. And she tried, even when Sonya made it very clear that she had ordered that exact drink, she goes, Oh, is this yours? Yeah. It was like she like very like begrudgingly gave, gave it, it back, back, even though it's like it wasn't a bonus drink. It was someone's order. Yeah. Did you see <laughs> on that scene, Watch What Happens Live, that you definitely saw that uh, Kenya unfollowed Sonya? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Based off of something that happened on the, I think the show she just said aired. that she's laughing too much with Marlo about Kenya and she just, it was hard for Kenya to watch that. She was like, you're not a real friend, so... That's, I don't know, that's not good for the future of their relationship. I know. I also thought it was funny that when Drew and uh, Marlo were going back and forth that Marlo was like, I work in the same industry as your husband, technology. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I, know, I, didn't, I don't remember anything that Ralph does. <laughs> and then Ralph was like, keep my name out of your mouth. Yeah. I was like, she didn't really say anything. Yeah. And then, but Kenya's like, you were being facetious when you said that or whatever. But Ralph, Ralph's, Marlo was like, I have no clue what, uh, ralph does no. but he's like a producer he went to like he does production and i guess he's in technology he, can't be trusted. he also wrote a book he's, he's like a, a magic mic dancer potentially oh, right. <laughs> yeah oh my god and i feel so bad for drew that she just has this lingering fear that he's going to cheat on her again because that 
the person yeah. in the music video who was oiling him up invited him to the to be that <laughs> dancer and he's just there in Vegas with that person. I like, know. And also such a bad look for a house husband to text a housewife. Oh yeah. Especially over something so not worth it. Yeah. I would get it if it was truly like, you know, slander or something like that where, but you never want, once the husbands get involved, it's always real icky feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nini really, um, put the nail in the coffin on Peter, uh, getting involved in the business after a while. Women's business. (laughs) Yeah. Peter, she, yeah, she really gave it to Peter. Her and Peter have a funny dynamic. They really do. I loved it. Yeah. Really fun. So fun. Yeah. Um, I just, I did like that. They're like among the conflict. I just liked that. Like at the wine tasting, finally they were just ready. Like Kenya was like, let's just not bring up any drama. Marlo was like, okay, I just wanted to get this out of the way. I mean, Ralph texted me. I had to bring this up. They're like, okay, Let's not talk about anything anymore. Yeah. Let's just enjoy ourselves. Get drunk. They gave the same, <laughs> they gave the same like tripping drugs and yeah. for them on wine. I was yeah. like, what? I know. They were like, I guess all we needed to do was like get drunk. And I'm like, isn't that what's always happening? Right. Like, was why like, was this circumstance so different? Did the editors just use the same effect from the earlier in the episode on the sound bath and just pull it over to the yeah. wine? Someone was like, it was like slurred speech and it was like do i hear bells <laughs> they're drinking wine <laughs> they've had four glasses of wine at most why are they on drugs i know but and, um, like they always get cocktails but yeah. um i also liked at the um dinner they did a special shout out to uh, marlo's today drained me quote oh, I liked which that. was uh, viral on tiktok oh that's, that's so. so fun i do like the editing flourishes in atlanta atlanta takes it to another level i i do like callbacks the flashbacks i like some of the editing tricks they do i like that they remind people in their confessionals of the like iconic things they've said in the past yeah they do fourth wall breaks yeah sheree referencing a reality show i think they're doing some innovative stuff there that i actually like it's definitely different than the other cities you can tell the difference yes yeah so different different production company i guess um and then yeah there's these cultural dancers come in and drew is like and then came in some pilgrims and the producer's like, why are you calling them pilgrims? She was like, were they not pilgrims? So Drew thought Amish, right? I I'm pretty sure yeah. she thought Amish. And I was like, I mean, I know nothing about no. Portuguese culture. No. I mean, they did things in Portugal that I've never, like, <laughs> would never associate with Portugal. I, I know nothing. I mean, we've already yeah. proved on this podcast. We, <laughs> I. We know very little. Know nothing. But so I was like, what, what? you know, is this, this is, I guess. <laughs> I just tr- thought pilgrims is like such a specific time and place. Like there's only one thing that pilgrims really means. <laughs> right. Right. I, I'm almost positive. She thought Amish cause they yeah. do look Amish. Right. So she like just got a little old, bit confused. timey. Yeah. I like that. I am. I'm really, and then they taught them like what, what's that dance called? Cuff it. Cut the cuff it challenge. Oh, okay. Like Beyonce. Yeah. So I thought that was perfect. I was like, this is a great way a to end cultural exchange. Yeah. I love that they just let their guard down. They let the conflict fall and they just embraced this, you know, culture that they didn't know nothing about, made them dance for the cuff it challenge. Yeah. I just thought that was a fun ending. Like, Too bad overall. they couldn't splurge to play Beyonce. Oh, that would have cost been, them. That would have been so good. The Kardashians if, plays Car- um, Beyonce. I know. They spend so much money. Um, Megan has been watching Love Island and I am stunned by the music budget. Oh, really? They play they play like Pink Panthers, That Boy's a Liar, like oh, wow. huge, huge songs. I don't know what <laughs> Yeah, Bravo doesn't play like that. 
Bravo. We just spins, have to hear the free songs. The music budget is like a thousand dollars an episode or something. <laughs> they have this library of just the most generic pop music. It's they... all uh, what's her name that did the Vanderpump theme song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, they do. They never splurge on music. Okay, you want to? Is that the end of our Atlanta talk? I think so. But yeah, it was fun. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. I I I was just pleasantly surprised. I was happy, and especially after the doldrums of watching Roni, I was like, I'll. I'll take a bad episode of Atlanta over Roni because yeah. I love the cast members on Atlanta. I think they're all so entertaining that even if they're flopping, it's still fun to watch them, yeah. in my opinion. In this episode, they actually had fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a, a cast trip can be. Yeah. Do you, how do you, what's your piss levels inside your body? <laughs> do you want to take a piss and then, and then end our 15 minutes or do you want to, you want to race through? Hmm. Maybe just for maximum comfort, let's take an ad break. Yeah. And then we'll cruise right into the OC for loose lips and relationships. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I was I was semi-happy I was about this one. Yeah. Yeah. I was entertained. Okay. Let's piss our brains out. <laughs> we are back and we are fully out of piss, right? Yeah. What did you... Was your, I mean, I don't want to ask, I don't want to get too specific, but is it fully all out of you? I think I'm going to be good for a while now. I've got probably two full hours in me before I have to head back in there. Okay. What about you? You always pee for a really long time. I'm impressed. Yeah, I get a full tank. I, I do. <laughs> you make it worth your while. <laughs> I like to only go in exactly when I need to, right before I'm about to erupt. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to go preemptively because I, it messes with your mind-body connection. To be fully honest, I don't do what I just said, and I do, <laughs> I do, I'm sorry to get this graphic, but I do probably go to the bathroom unnecessarily urine related uh-huh. and I need to work on that. I need to okay. do special forces training to where I only go when I'm filled to the full brim. Okay. With Do you ever piss. go during the movies or you can make it through? I'll be honest with you now and I've, I'll be fully <laughs> honest. If it's a, a more than a two hour movie, I will probably have to go to the yeah. bathroom. In the Oppenheimer, of- did you piss? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Megan told me exactly when you're supposed to go to the bathroom. Okay. Apparently, I still want to see Oppenheimer that again. piss app? Yeah. No, she, uh, she saw it on TikTok, and it's right when Oppenheimer's brother comes to the Los Alamos to help with testing. Apparently, there's like a one-minute or two-minute sort of lull in the story. Okay. Where it's maybe more like montage. I haven't seen it, so yeah. I don't know. But I had the perfect That's time great. to go to the bathroom. That's great. Um. I, yeah, I had a good, um, situation where the first time I saw Oppenheimer, the fire alarm got pulled. So one hour in we left. So then when I saw it again, I just went to the bathroom right before it started, you know, where I left off because I had already seen the first hour. So right when they were on the train to Los Alamos, I was like, I'll go right now. And then when I come back, the movie will resume at the part that I hadn't seen yet. Oh, that's perfect. So I was like, did, this is great. Did you like seeing the first hour again? Was it still? Yeah, like, I was entertained. I'm like, I am already to see, like, I could see Oppenheimer again right now. Yeah. Just, I do want to see it in an IMAX or 70 millimeter, but yeah, there's just so much stuff. It's so long that I want to more casually watch it, like where I don't have to focus on everything and just like take in the like 
beauty of it and yeah. everything. Well, if you ever venture out, I know you're not stubs or whatever, but the 70 millimeters included in their um, like discount Tuesdays. Whoa. Um, so it was like, it's like $7. That's amazing yeah. to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. Wow. So. Did you know, I heard on another podcast that it's the first time that black and white IMAX uh, film was ever used because mm-hmm. no one has ever wanted to film black and white IMAX. IMAX wow. is post any black and white films. So it's the first black and white oh, wow. footage ever commissioned for an IMAX film. That's crazy. So that's kind of interesting. Wow. That's Christopher Nolan for you. That's right. I was just talking about with someone that I found the, I know that the black and white and the color is supposed to make it more clear like what's going on and i almost found it confusing (laughs) yeah it didn't need that apparently color scenes are subjective his okay his interpretation of things yeah so they're colored by oppenheimer's perspective black and white are supposed to be things that they can actually fact check that are verifiable objective truth okay so all the meetings the hearings i was supposed to know that Christopher Nolan <laughs> should have done a little thing at the beginning like Tom Cruise does yeah. and said, hey. Welcome yeah. to AMC. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Just so you know, black and white scenes are objective. <laughs> a little key. Color scenes. There's are... a key in the bottom right corner the whole time. I think you're exactly right. <laughs> uh, I knew that. I don't know where that knowledge, how that was distributed to me, but he should have told us up front. So, but that's why the government stuff is black and white because they have yeah. records of that. Right. You know what I mean? Got it. And- Apparently, Truman, one of the biggest stinker presidents we ever <laughs> had, ever, one of the worst presidents we've ever had, he called uh, uh, Oppenheimer in real life. He called him a crybaby scientist. He called him a little bitch. Yeah, basically a little <laughs> bitch in the parlance of his time. Of the time. A, a crybaby scientist. Yeah, he's told him to Truman, get the hell out of there. Truman was a real piece of work. Yeah. Um, and that Strauss also piece of work. Oh, that guy. I'm so glad he wasn't confirmed as a Senator. Could you imagine? Thanks JFK. JFK (laughs) was right out the gate. He hated that Strauss guy. When they were like a little new Senator named JFK. I was like, Woo! I was so excited. I was like, who is he talking? No, first they said Kennedy and I go, who the hell are they talking about? And then they go J F are his initials. I go, what the hell? Um, now we have officially seven minutes to talk about OC, right? You want to get into it? Yeah. Sorry. We keep falling into the Oppenheimer minute. Oppenheimer is, was very good. I hope you all have seen Oppenheimer. I personally liked it a little more than Barbie. What about you? Um, I, it's apples and oranges. I don't feel the need to really to choose. Okay. Well, what if I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. They're completely different. But you can't just say objectively, like if it was in black well, and white. Like and I said, you. um, my experience with Oppenheimer got fucked up. So I couldn't have like a pure, you know, I had to see it twice. Okay. And then, I don't know. I think... I well now I've seen Oppenheimer one and a half times, so I am not inclined to see it again because I already saw the first hour twice, oh, and, you want and to I'm more Barbie. inclined to see Barbie again. Okay, all right. No, you don't have to. I don't want to pit them <laughs> against each other. That's that's awful. I'm sorry I did that. Um, so okay, so let's talk about Real Housewives of Orange County. Yes. And I thought after last week's episode that I thought was a masterpiece, like so fun. Remember the slip yeah, and slide? Slip and slide yeah. This had some residual goodwill because I loved last week's. Yeah. I still liked some of this stuff, but my problems are the same. Anything revolving around Tamra is spoiled uh-huh. because she is so, you know, all of her drama is manufactured. 
Yeah. And and then I think I don't know why they keep showing extended Gina scenes. I know. Again, they did another five <sighs> minute tour of a Gina faux, uh, uh, house I showing. Like, what I was Who like, was G- that for? What producer did Gina see do some unspeakable <laughs> deed and they include her and give her more screen time than? Heather. It wasn't funny. It wasn't entertaining. They didn't add one. There wasn't one laugh moment of that four minute scene of that tour that she's fake giving Travis. Yeah, I, was, sucked. I was I was stunned by that. Totally sucked. Um we got a little peek. Uh Vicky remained on this uh yes. the beginning of this episode. Yes. I but I did not like so, like, I want Vicky back. I do think Vicky <laughs> should be a full-time cast member. I think she's been humbled. But I didn't like... The fourth wall break was a complete dud. Yeah. Shannon just goes, if John hears any arguments that, we, w- that we've that we said and he, that we put them on camera, he'll break up with me or whatever. It was like, there was no smoking didn't say gun. say what it was. Yeah. Yeah, there was no actual thing. It just sounds like John is really private. Yeah. So if you ever say anything that they talked about in private on camera, he'll just break <laughs> up with Shannon in a minute. So, Vicky was trying to get the cameras on her during the fourth wall break she was like is it something i said <laughs> yeah, she was i mean I, I i see how craven vicky is and i still give her the benefit of the doubt but there was some craven energy with the three of them together yeah and none worse than tamra yeah and the way she is trying to single-handedly yeah with no evidence and i'll say no truth behind it although shannon did say that there is some like heather you know right uh storyline or whatever i do not believe heather did this tamra is just trying to ruin heather's relationship with the cast members and take heather down it's so yeah pointed yes it's so pointed and presumably she's friends with heather she's never told heather that she has this grudge against her she's like working behind the scenes in every scene of this episode she's like yeah jen my drama with you has officially concluded I am now moving on to Heather. She is the target and everything I do is going to be aimed towards Heather. Yeah. Like you were saying, it's like rare that it's so straightforward. Yes. It's very clear. It's, it's yeah. not subtle. It's like Tamara says, I heard this thing that Heather is talking shit. We've seen no evidence of it. And now she's so conniving. Yeah. I, I hate to use that word, but she's so conniving that she tries in a scene with Heather to start talking shit about yeah. Shannon and John's relationship so that Heather will take the bait yeah. and start to talk shit. Which and she then, like won't do. No. And then Tamara flops and she's like, oh, okay, so you won't tell me the truth when I'm saying it now, but we all know what you actually say, you know, behind her back or whatever. It's like Tamara just is fully flopping as she tries to yeah. create this campaign against Heather. Yeah. It was weird. I don't really get why she's doing it i don't either she's just she's there to take down heather i wonder how heather feels about this right when you texted me during the episode that heather takes a major l this episode what did you mean (laughs) okay so my least favorite thing ever i think in in all of housewives i have a lot of like things i hate but definitely the worst thing, or I think the lamest thing, is to talk about a business <laughs> that you have that you talk about so much that it gets cut from the final cut because you talked about it so much. Yeah. I just think it is so craven. Are you talking lame. about Fireside app yes. with Mark Cuban? Yes. So <laughs> Kathy Hilton did it. I'll never forgive Kathy Hilton for all the scenes they showed where every single scene, she basically had a tequila bottle in her purse and she would pull it out demanding that they take shots from that tequila. I thought that was so lame. Bethany did it too, but yeah. for some reason I give Bethany the benefit of the doubt because well, Bethany she's just, was first. 
She was first. The Bethany Clause. The Bethany Clause. Yeah, the Bethany Clause. I just, I don't know why I give, I mean, Bethany did do it. She's sort of like the archetype for it. But yeah. for some reason, Heather, seeing all of these fireside talks. They just wanted Mark Cuban on the show. Totally. And she also flops with Mark Cuban at dinner. She goes, do you remember when we had dinner together once? And he goes, uh. <laughs> Not um, really, bitch. Yeah. She goes, in <laughs> Vegas? And she goes, no, it was in LA. And I paid the bill. And he goes, oh, wow. It must have been a great dinner then. <laughs> it's like, that was lame. And then to see how many times she's tried to bring up this this I don't platform. even understand what it is. I, and I don't want to know. I went to it. Is it dead? I went to fireside.com. It's like you can watch. Uh, there's a show, a true crime show that's airing right now. And apparently you can get in a chat room and say, hey, man, can you take off your hat and say, I think my wife is the murderer. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. And they'll do it. It looks like garbage. And, and it looks Mark like Mark Cuban should know better. Does he? I don't know anything about well, Mark he Cuban. Should ha- he has that um, amazing pharmaceutical company that, what's it called? Um, I forget what the name of it is, but he's basically attempting to revolutionize and make prescription drugs affordable okay i think that fireside is low (laughs) on his list yeah and i just thought it was to me uh it brought out the lame moments of heather and her and some things i think that are very embarrassing about heather this really um what's that called like this really was uh typical i guess of what i come to expect and i can't believe that like when you see that montage of like, it was, I think 10 times that they've had to cut that out. I just always think that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, wait, did you watch? Um, I don't think I saw that. Did you watch like pumped up? Oh, or is uh, that still a thing? Well, the never before scene. I don't think that was never before scene. Yeah, I, think I don't it was remember in, that. It was really quick. They show a bunch of black and white, sort of like Oppenheimer, black and white <laughs> footage of Heather talking about fireside in 20 different, environments and they just had to cut it completely <laughs> so this fireside just came out of nowhere that's funny yeah, yeah so that, I, that was to me i thought that was an l also heather sort of is cringe when she's talking about the pied de terre oh yeah that she's gonna have tamra said pied of what <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. again you know what that is right yeah Please. For sure. yeah um but then remember um they showed a clip later in the episode two where forget pied de terre remember the um the driveway that they made it was called like a Porticochere or something. Oh, no, Do you remember I don't that? Remember that. No. They the house that they built that they are now just selling for I potentially sixty five million dollars with Josh Altman. Yes, which I'm a big million dollar listing right. stan. I've always watched it, so I was like, whoa! I was like, Do you think that's really their agent, or do you think Bravo was like? make him do it i bet that i mean he's a luxury agent i bet they know him you know from the bravo world and he's the type of person that would do this type of you know huge real estate deal or whatever so i I felt like it was like semi organic yeah i really think that was a lot of work on that house like i thought that was their lifetime home i know the amount of times they talked about it and showed it off they lived there less than eight years i I think and they're already selling it i believe her that this is kind of moving ahead but like you know, she said she didn't want to be uh, the general manager of the household anymore, which honestly, I believe her that it's a ton of work upkeeping a place like but didn't, that. But didn't, wasn't that taken into account that this house? <laughs> well, would... I think once you literally have no kids in the house anymore, it's not worth it. Uh, how many, how much staff do they have in that house? Well, I don't she... know. They're, they're on another level of wealth. Right. I was like, he, Terry must be entering the like billion, the billion territory if, if, a house is getting him 65 million. He's on a show. He's a plastic surgeon. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. Um, but I will say that I love their marriage. I like them. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I, I love botched. 
I think that they are a very good couple. And I like... That's one thing that, like, I feel, you know, what we were saying about how um, housewives always lie about their sex lives and their money. Um, Not that I'm saying that Heather and Terry fuck all the time, but I feel like you can't truly take someone down if they're rich and they love their husband. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, fuck you. I have a great family. We're doing good. Yeah. It's, that's, that's (laughs) true. That is like a suit of armor that no one can touch. I'm I'm trying to think of other housewives who are like, um, yeah, who, who are an example of that. Yeah. Like, right. Like you can never touch their marriage ever. Yeah. It's like, uh, like Kyle and Marisa, you thought, but now that that's happening, you're like, oh shit. Now, she can get taken down across the board now that yeah. her marriage has crumbled. It's like their base is secure and no one can come for them. And even if they like they are not on Housewives anymore, you know like they're happy for right. the most part. That's no- like um remember how hard it was to watch um Adrian and Paul's oh, marriage? Oh yeah. She hated Paul. She was so mean to him. Oh my god. The the moment that I think about all the time is when Paul was dressed up like a tree <laughs> nymph and he went up in her tree and he was dressed in full tree garb. Just and he like surprised her like he was like in that Shakespeare play, Midsummer Night's Dream. Wherever she looks up and she goes, What is he doing? She was like, Oh my God, he's so lame. She basically I, calls him disgusting. She's like, I hate him so much. He's always up in trees, dressed like trees. She, it was like the meanest response ever. And then he was pa- trying to be playful. Yeah, and then Paul has to get down in all of his tree makeup and just like wipe it off sadly. Wasn't that for her Maloof hoof party? Yes. Oh man, Adrian was was so um unself aware. She I know. was like Remember she, when there was like a minor like not even a fire at their house and yeah, he's like it. he's like no we'll figure it out and she's like i'm leaving with the kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was amazing lisa started that oh yeah remember because she was living next door and she loves oh, starting yeah. <laughs> fires um no but nothing is better to me than the maloof hoof yeah that was so fun yeah i i was just thinking of how to save beverly hills because i thought it was like sort of in a dire era right yeah. now but I was like, if Yolanda, Brandy, Lisa, and Kim just came back, I w- Beverly Hills would go another <laughs> they 10 just years. just come walking in. Oh, my do God. Do Could do you- do I mean, that season would be one of the highest rated seasons do of all time. Do 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 do. <laughs> I guess, is that New Jersey? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. No, I, I just think, like, I don't know. Confused. I would love to see all of them back again. Yeah. That was, like, the golden well, era. Well, Kim seems to be in a good place. Yes. she's. But the thing is, is that the sisters as long as they're not on a show together can have good relationships. And it's like, do we want a family to sacrifice themselves to be on TV? True. Yeah. Because it seems like every time the Richard sisters are on camera together, shit goes down. Kim is apparently filming like in like either a guest or a friend of, um, yeah, hopefully they can withstand that. Uh, Because there's not a good track record there. Right. Um, Okay. We skipped over the pumpkin patch. Oh, We get a lot of Emily and Shane this episode. I loved it. They heard our call. It it was amazing. Because we saw saw a fight. And then we saw the reconciliation after the fight. Yeah. Which I I feel like they really want to give us... They're like... They're loving Emily and Shane like us. Totally. uh, Shane chastises Emily's parenting skills, which I thought was really funny. The little boy goes... (laughs) that's the scarecrow, Sam, the scarecrow. And he kills you if you don't wear a Halloween costume. And Emily's like, where the hell did you hear that? And, and he was like a boy at school, you know? And then, and, the cha- and then she was like, well, that's awful. I don't like that or something. That's not true. And Shane goes, well, what did Shane say to correct? He her? said like, don't, um, 
I don't know. He was basically like, let him, you know, grapple with that. Or like, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't know what Shane was correcting because it was totally fine for her to not want her son yeah. to think of this killer scarecrow that was going to, you know, run around or whatever. But Shane just, he, he chastised her, I think, twice in yeah. front of the kids, which Emily doesn't like because yeah. she says she never had trips like this, like yeah. mom and dad trips. And so she thinks they're so special. And so Shane really like sullied it. Yeah. And then when they go to dinner, she tells him that. She perfectly yes. articulates her feelings. And Shane eats crow yeah he says i'll do better i'm sorry i realize what you're saying and it was just that was like their relationship w- was tied in a bow right there yeah conflict it was good resolution i loved seeing it <laughs> did you like in his he got a confessional yes and he was wearing his dorky little suit yeah it was so fun <laughs> yeah I, I i really liked that i mean that's like I feel like they think that those are like what the Gina scenes are, but like yeah. Emily and Shane bring it just so much more. Yeah. It's like ugh, Gina is, I hear that Nini clip in my brain, like the ghetto. <laughs> like, I'm just like, can we get out of here? Yeah. And they're, they're too long. <laughs> All of her scenes are so long. I'm like not um, a white refrigerator. Honey, yeah. let's go buy you a home. Yeah. So, so just, yeah. This, there's one through line again, which I think is really strange that, that Eddie and Tamara are supposed to go on a boat ride with John and Shannon. And then Tamara to make up with Jen said, I really want you and Ryan to come on our boat for some reason. Like she's inviting them. Yeah. So they have this six person boat ride. (laughs) that is the most awkward boat ride. Well, I mean, I don't know how awkward boat rides get, but it was one of the most awkward I've ever seen because Ryan knows that Tamara has been talking shit about him for the entire run of the right. season so far. And then Tamara doesn't bring anything up to him. She just lets them all <laughs> stew in this yeah. awkwardness. And it's not until dinner that Eddie has to finally bring it up. Yes. And I thought Eddie killed it. He was direct. He, he just said, hey, did you cheat in your marriage? And Ryan says, yes. And he goes, okay, so you would be classified as a, a cheater, right? Yeah. And he goes, did you ever say when Tamara walked in uh, that you were going to try to fuck her? And he goes, no, but I will tell you that I was told by Jen a lot of times that Tamara would say that I was hot. Yeah. And so I said Tamara was hot too. Which, yeah. That could be the truth. Yeah. Right? It seems it seems a little more believable than him just pointing at Tamara and saying, I'm going to, you know, fuck that person pretty <laughs> totally. soon. Ugh, but I hated how it came about where they ordered those insane deviled eggs that they were like sky oh, high deviled oh. eggs. And uh, Eddie was like, I don't think I can fit those in my mouth. And then Ryan goes like, come on, sh- honey, show him how it's done. Oh, Everyone's yeah. seen the pick. And oh. she's like, what? And he's like, the dick pick. Oh, yeah. Like I- he's acting like it's like he was on a sitcom and his like claim to fame was like a dick pick. Like, like what you talking about, Willis? He thinks he- that the dick pick is his moment to shine exactly right <laughs> he is trying to take ownership of this thing that is objectively awful and he keeps not mentioning the part where he was almost going to send all and sh- <laughs> i think he possibly sent it to his children I-, I really think it's possible we need to call in to watch what happens together <laughs> let's do it that would be could, let's do it we but, also they post on twitter all the time that they're like looking for a backlog of people to but call ryan in. We would have apply. to be like the guest and he'll never be the guest and i don't no. think jen will be for a while but Ugh. if if that they ever are we have to but i bet the other oc housewives could confirm or deny oh that'd be good yeah. anyone who's on oc wednesday we- night Okay, let's try to do that. But yeah, I, exactly what you said. I hate that he is trying to make this his thing because it's so despicable and weird that he sent that as a, a thing. He said, my limp dick misses you. 
<laughs> to everyone in his Snapchat contacts. Yeah. And he's trying to make it like he's the first one who's ever said that. He invented the dick pic. Yeah, it's it's um Ryan has fully for me, I was Jumps fine the with the shark. Him. Yes. Like he His is, outfit was insane. Yeah. He he's, he's like full poly D. Yeah. Totally. He's um I'm worried. Yeah. I officially went from <laughs> stop talking about the relationship to now talk about it all you want. Yeah. Something's wrong. There. Yeah. No. He's like kind of scary. Yes. He is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked how um, Shannon and John were just like, we're going to go to the bathroom now. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then they just give, they finally give Tamara and Eddie the opening to squash this. Eddie, I guess, gets what he needs from Ryan that the, he didn't actually say he was going to have sex with Tamara. Yeah. And then Ryan's like, can we just call a truce? I, I'm about to cry. I feel so betrayed. And Eddie and Tamara both say, yes, we'll call a truce. This is officially over. And then you can see Tamara is just ready to start her full assault <laughs> on Heather. Yeah. And then it, it ends. Yeah. So the Jen and Ryan, I mean, I, I think there's glimpses in the mid-season trailer that Tamara brings more shit up about Jen. I don't think she yeah. lets it go. Yeah, yeah. But for now, it's squashed. I liked that um, they basically put it all on Heather Amin, that she was a liar. Yeah. And Shannon goes, I've known Heather for years. She's a doll. <laughs> yeah, Shannon doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know what she thinks about this whole thing. She's not like playing sides at all. Yeah. And then Ryan um, says that... Him and Jen will definitely be getting married. Yes. Which I'm scared. Me too. I, I think um, I heard, did you tell me this? Or someone told me this, that that Jen basically knows all these red flags about Ryan, but wanted to carry on oh, this right. relationship. Did, did we talk about that? Yeah. Um, Tamara said that on Watch What Happens Live, oh, that oh. she wanted to, they were interested in them as a pair. So to make sure she would get cast this season, she had to stay with him, is what she said. Which... Great strategy. If right. you're really just prolongating that relationship so that it, you know, it's awful on camera, I mean, good for you because I don't know if just her solo as a cast member would have been, right. you know, I warranted. Mean, yeah, it's season. her whole storyline. Did you watch uh, Vicky on Watch What Happens Live? Yes. Did, did you <laughs> it like it? It was a rip roaring good time. I did have to say that, um, well, first of all, that mid season trailer looks really good. Oh, yeah. There's oh, wigs. Oh. There's another spiritual ceremony of some kind yes. in Mexico. Um, Vicky does a beer bong. Yes. So uh, more Chase Amigas to come. Right. Um, I was both, yeah, that looked like a good trailer. And then we didn't talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. But the Southern Charm trailer looks really good. I feel like we have some stuff coming up to look forward to. Yeah, I think I think... OC is about to hit its stride. Something shifted once we knew these cast members, maybe. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I'm enjoying OC now. I think it's yeah. kind of fun. You got to just ignore the, you know, Tamara's fake, you know, shit stirring yeah. stuff. You got to skip through Gina scenes, which are very easy to do. You just, totally. you can just fast forward. Totally. But yeah. Mid-season trailer. It looks awesome. And then every minute of Vicky's Watch What Happens Live, I was like, this is so good. Yeah. Like, how are you not harnessing this energy all the time? Her, yeah smelling all those various foods oh God, her gag game <laughs> um i have to say here that um andy will always ask a housewife directly if she's on ozempic vicky said that she's been intermittent fasting for a year and a half and that she's lost 33 pounds she looks great but i'm like what are the odds that every housewife on earth just lost the weight they've never lost before in 2023 zero <laughs> erica jane blames menopause why what what do you think because I can't imagine a world where I would lie about it, but I'm not 
everyone. Dolores is the only one that will admit it. Well, and also Dolores is the one who said that everyone is doing it, which I take as full validation that all of them are doing it. Why can't they just be honest? Why don't they want to be honest? I think there's just like so much stigma where I feel like if you just said that you did it, everyone would have to shut up because the reason people keep talking about it is because people deny it. Like if you go to Erica Jane's comments, they all say something about Ozempic. Like Ozempic queen, Ozempic slay. So why they, they don't want to say they took Ozempic because... I think they think they'll be judged, especially because there was that storyline for a while about there being a shortage, you know, like, which I think isn't true anymore because there's so many different brands oh. of like that, oh, like that diabetics it couldn't from... get it. Oh, okay. That's over now. I don't <laughs> yeah. think anybody is claiming that there's a Ozempic um, shortage. And I'm like, I would respect so much more if they were just like, fuck yeah, I took Ozempic. Like, Me too. fuck I, you. I, I take, Delor- um, Emily half admitted it. She yeah, said she, she took said it for, she six, took six, it for six weeks or whatever yeah. just to get a jump start, And then now she's maintaining that yeah. weight or whatever. But I just take Dolores like that's I think that's the truth. I think yeah. anyone who had a drastic weight shift is just on those <laughs> in the past year. And yeah. I don't know why they don't just want to in solidarity just admit it. Yeah, it's, you're right. There's no coincidence to this. Right. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Like just everyone lost those stubborn pounds <laughs> right. all at the same yeah. time. Right. The second that there was finally a wonder pill. Right. Well, how do you feel? I mean, we're at 145, a little over what we said. Do, do okay. you feel... Yeah. Should we just round out this watch what happens? Was there anything else? Um, no. The quiet woman I loved... manager was the bartender. I love that. He said, Kelly Dodd is his least favorite customer. Yep. And then uh, Shannon was his favorite. I loved that. I really want to go to the quiet woman. I thought that sound, sounded fun. And I really love um, Vicky and Shannon's... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns friendship yeah like i think they were like I, about to cry talking about each other i see true friendship there i think it's tamra that really sullies the trace amiga sometimes mm-hmm. and gets them uh, uh brings out their worst instincts in terms of being performative or like screaming and getting drunk and rolling on the floor but i loved shannon and vicky's specific friendship together i would love to see them both as full-time cast members but i think if tamra is there I think it's going to go back to like the worst things about when they were fired, like the things that got them yeah. fired. I'm like worried about that dynamic. Right. Again. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't talk about that. Um, Vicky said that she drunkenly called all of her exes, including Don and that she told Don that she wishes they never broke up and he agreed, but he said that monkeys, <sighs> wild monkeys would fly out of his ass before he ever got back together with her. <laughs> that, and that was just one minute. Like with a throwaway Vicky. comment. It was amazing. Shannon and her drunk dialed all of Vicky's exes. I, I love it. I, I, I have to have Vicky as a full-time cast And then member. they broke Tamra's breast implant and it, Andy was so mad. Yes. Oh, Andy like was like in the episode. That was supposed to go to BravoCon. They're going to have to patch it up. They can do that. They'll just fill it up with some liquid or whatever. It can be preserved. But I, I just thought, I, I just think there's so much entertainment there with Vicky. Like, why are you doing this to her? Just yeah. bring her back. 
Yeah, she would have to be on board to fully participate, though, because you know how she like stonewalls yes. other new people. Yes, I, I think I think she would have her uh, hubris checked a little bit after this drought she's been in. So yeah, okay. cool. All right, do, well, you, yeah. do you feel good? I, I feel like I mean we're a little over, but that's okay. It's okay, but I think it was we, a self-imposed. Yeah, but deadline. we did rapid fire three shows. I mean, that's not easy to hit three <laughs> powerful. You know, yeah, different shows. Yeah, we skipped crappy, which maybe we'll bring over to our next week if there's anything fun. You just need to know one thing about Crappy Lake. Watch it right now because yeah. it is so good. Because <laughs> it's all week. you're going to get from <laughs> these women. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're going to sign off and then Amy and I are going to record another episode that you're going to listen to next week. Yes. So think about this and then next week, think about how we just did this back to back. I'll be sightseeing uh Around the world in 80 days. Yep. Imagine Amy in New York City taking a bite out of the Big Apple. All right. Goodbye. Bye. This one's for you tonight.